Hello listeners and welcome to a new episode of the Learning Podcast. When I think about learning, I mostly think about individuals who learn to become better at work, or to expand their horizons and understanding, or perhaps just for fun. But as I hope we'll explore in this episode, organizations or groups of people can also adopt a learning mindset to help them reach business goals, become a better workplace, or to become more resilient to change and competition. I'm curious about what a learning organization is, how to create one, and what the benefits are to organizations that do this successfully. My guest today is Torbjörn Schimning, a senior partner and owner at Gaia Leadership, a Swedish consultancy that helps startups, large corporations and not-for-profits, such as H&M Group, Grant Thornton and Roche. Gaia's approach is to work towards business growth and personal growth at the same time, meaning that both the employees and the organization are at the center when Gaia works with clients. Torbjörn has over 20 years experience as a leadership consultant and coach. Before joining Gaia in 2004, he held roles at Dale Carnegie, Sweden, and before that he was a teacher at a school in Stockholm. Torbjörn is a certified leadership and business coach who likes to co-create, collaborate and build lasting relationships with people and organizations. I also know Torbjörn as a curious and constantly learning person himself, which makes me excited to have him as my guest in this episode. Hi Torbjörn, welcome to the Learning Podcast. Hi Anna, thank you for having me here. Thank you. How would you define uh, a learning organization? Oh, that's a really good question to start off with, I think. Um, first, I was thinking about the, the word organization. Maybe we could replace that. I was thinking with, is it more of an organism that we're talking about? Something very living and alive and constantly evolving, maybe. And maybe that could be a part of the definition of a learning organization, that it's something that constantly is evolving. And then maybe we could ask what makes it alive and what creates that evolvement. And I think probably that could be, a. I think it's a number of things. I think we have all the humans creating the organization, stepping in with their purpose of being there, their will, uh, their curiosity, openness, of course. I think we also could uh, look at important things like psychological safety, that we together create a culture, if we call it culture, where we feel safe to try and test and fail, this safe-to-fail culture many talk about today, where we dare to take risks, which we need to do if we are about to learn new things. Learning is always, of course, about doing something new we haven't tried before. And I think it's so interesting. I, I think we as humans, we are we have learning in our DNA. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. You and I wouldn't be able to sit you in Toronto, me in Stockholm, doing this pod recording over Skype. That's amazing. But sometimes I think something happens with us when, when we grow up and, and we 
we quite early in life have get this question what do you want to be when you when you grow up and maybe sometimes that is also stopping us from continuing continue to learn throughout life we we think that the now I'm there, now I'm done, I have my education, I have my diplomas. and So I think we could maybe look into this beginner's mindset more that we often have, that we have when we're a bit younger in life. Hmm. Uh, you have a long career of coaching individuals and organizations. Um, what type of organ? and I, I, I guess it's fair to say that all the organizations that approach you, they want to learn. They are or want to become learning organizations. What type of organizations have you worked with? Are they, I mean, can you, is there a great variety, large and small, or is uh, is there some char- common characteristics? I think you mentioned one, and that is some kind of will or or willingness to constantly look for the next thing to see. And an ambition, of course, in that. And, and I think that that we can find in, in many types of organizations. We work a lot both with like the public sector, mostly in Sweden, then, but also with some really large global companies in the private sector, but also startup companies. And of course, you see this curiosity maybe in different ways in, in these organizations, depending on where they are, their context, their market, and so on and so on. But I think what's maybe happening right now at the moment that is calling for for maybe a higher focus on learning is that I I believe that we're maybe are in the beginning or we're, we're moving into some kind of transformative era before often we spoke about that we have a big change going on or a crisis going on. I think today we can easily see that there's a number of changes or transformations going on at the same time in the world. And I think that is quite new for us. And I think also we're struggling a bit with that in different ways. So I think that is calling for a higher attention on on learning, curiosity, innovation. So does this mean that today organizations that come to you, they they more often have come to this realization that they need to be better at, say, adapting and learning versus we have a problem and, and it's, you know, we have a specific problem when we go to Tourbillon to, yeah. to, uh, <laughs> for help. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is also coming back to, to our, our approach at Gaia. We we like more to ask the question, what, what do you want to create? What do you want to succeed with rather than what problems do you have? And that is, of course, maybe attracting certain kind of customers also. And I, I think that is also maybe how we how we frame things and how we phrase questions also, of course, puts us into different ways of approaching a situation. Is this the next step of our involvement or do we have a lot of problems that we need to fix? Often, of course, it's a combination of both in the end, but that's the the approach I like to have on it, at least, or we like to have it on, at least. So in your experience, what are the skills and qualities of an organization that's 
successful at learning? Can we drill into mm-hmm. those bit more uh, mm-hmm. in detail? Yeah, I think that's another really good question. And, and I was thinking, I, I think there's some genuine approach to this. Of course, I also meet a lot of organizations that they say they want to become a learning organization and then they do some investments in that and then maybe they don't have like the, the perseverance maybe or the, the long-term view on it really. And I think that is one of the, the things that really is needed, especially if you, if you are a larger organization, that, that you need a true will and a commitment to, of course, create conditions for this, to build a story on the future about the world, our place in that world, and why then we, of course, need to constantly see new things, learn, be curious, open-minded. I think another thing that successful organizations are doing is that they they bring in the outside world a lot, not only to top manager, management and leaders and uh, strategy offices and business intelligence departments, but they bring in the outside world to many, many people. So I see a lot of those things today opening up like uh, communities or or arenas where everyone in the company can participate in uh, listening into to different guests, speakers maybe coming in externally. And of course, that has been become much more easy to do today after the pandemics when we have learned really to use and scale uh, the possibilities of the digital meetings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you find that organize? Do you yeah. find that organizations are um, open to inviting, uh, say, guests from the outside world that they know will challenge their current mm. thinking, or is it more like, yeah, still someone <laughs> who is like them? <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That's a, that's a good one. I, I think. I think some are, they are courageous and then they understand the value, the true value of diverse perspectives and to to, to have that openness uh, to, to uh, maybe have a view that if we bring in something that is a bit conflicting to our beliefs maybe even or, or our way of viewing the world or how we operate in the world, that will create innovation. But of course, at the same time, we we all of us we have a healthy also new immune system to new things. <laughs> of course, we don't probably throw ourselves into everything, and and that of course looks like a bit different uh, from company to company. And it maybe comes down to this: Are we genuine about this? Are we really willing to to let ourselves be challenged by new perspectives? Mm. Do you have uh, a conversation about this, a candid of a conversation about this with the with the people kind of your uh, the people who who <laughs> buy your services yeah. or take the decision to do something like this? Yeah, we try to at least, and then uh, of course. Uh... Sometimes people nod and say, of course, that's important, but maybe don't show it in action then. <laughs> and <laughs> some people are, 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 of course, maybe they, they have uh, 
they have realized that there is something really new that we need to create here uh, and and are more open to it then of course in the in the in the system or in the organization you 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 have uh, people are at very different places and and of course they have very different things at stake often when you are trying to do some larger change initiatives or or uh, recreate maybe the company um who needs to be in the room for this to happen or to for for improvements to happen yeah i think if if we refer to it as as maybe the enablers or maybe the sponsors or those kind of of the decision makers maybe to to initiate this kind of i, I think you we need to have like business owners uh, people that uh, if i say like real leaders uh, and then of course we need people also with great competence in these fields like uh, experts on learning development and so on uh, but personally I, I i see that it doesn't really happen if you don't have the business leaders with you mm -hmm. uh, so often that is also our approach that we try to maybe more connect with them rather than if i say hr departments or specialists of course we need them also they they are very needed and then important also but the I think the decision needs to come from the people that has something at stake in this and often not the highest level to make it happen. I was working with one company and I think I was listening in on one of their, they had like a partner day where they invited us and other partners and, and it comes down to this like um, persistence or perseverance or a long-term view and they said that it was connected to one of their learning concepts and they said that today this year we will we will focus on creating awareness on this that's the plan for to this year and think about that if you're 10 15000 people it probably takes a year to create the awareness about something mm -hmm. until you can really start to work on it and, and scale or create speed with it i think that's so a good example so it's healthy to to go slow sometimes. Yeah, I think we uh, maybe need to go slow to be able to run fast. Mm. Um, and I think maybe that is uh, uh, talking about learning. I think if we look, look back, I think the concept of efficiency is maybe maybe we need to look that different on differently on that today than before. Because I think in the more complex world where we often are very interdependent, not only within an organization, with, but also with a lot of outside stakeholders, of course, it takes time sometimes in the beginning to create that platform. So we can then run fast together. Mm. So sometimes we think that we run fast and we miss creating maybe ownership, commitment, alignment on certain things. I think there's something in our mindset on efficiency that we should look at. Have you met or worked uh, with an organization that you uh, think is doing this really well? Yeah, I met uh, 
a couple of them or or a number of them and I, yeah and i think they have a view that um everyone is responsible for their own learning it's not something we organize centrally or or we go into too detailed plans about how are what our people should learn they they more put that out in the organization into teams into departments and even on individuals and i think that's very healthy because who can tell today what to learn tomorrow who can be that expert in a large organization? Maybe we can be very clear and should be clear that we need to learn and create conditions for that. But what to learn maybe is we need to to distribute that that uh, those decisions and mm-hmm. how how is mm-hmm. how do they communicate that out to everyone in in the organization? Yeah, often it's, it's done uh, in uh, conversations, uh, yearly dialogue talks, and and uh, often it's integrated in their like value system, and and so it's a part of their story about like who are we, <laughs> uh, what's our strategy, and often they have like uh, also learning built in in their strategy or even sometimes in their purpose. I think that's is very exciting that learning doesn't only only become a tool to reach something. It becomes also part of the reason of being that we are here to learn. Mm. We're not here to learn to make it something else possible. And I think that's is exciting. So and that, there, I think, of course, that that building that if we call it story about who we are, the world outside. Uh, what is important and then keep on telling that story in many, many different ways and forums is, of course, also, I think, uh, is help, helpful creating awareness. Does it show up in the in the budget uh, somehow? Yeah, that's, that's uh, I think, is another difference maybe you can see in, in organizations that, that uh, are doing this successfully, that they also, of course, understand that we can talk about learning and then expect people to to uh, do what they have done before uh, all their time <laughs> there there needs uh, there need to be space and time and and uh, of course energy and also some other resources for this mm. um, so i think that that is uh, of course another part of or maybe the the commitment part to say that okay if we are about to to evolve into the future and then stay relevant in the market or whatever it could be. Of course, that is that comes with an investment also. Time, energy, leadership, relationships, hmm. systems sometimes also, and so on. So you have been a leadership consultant and coach for close to 25 years now. Um, comparing now to when you started, what are the biggest differences between organizations then and now, would you say? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what immediately comes to my mind is some is, is technology, I would say. And, uh, uh, of course, the whole thing that we experience now, uh, uh, 
digitalization. I think the whole internet area that we have experienced the last 25 years is, is amazing. Uh, the world has both become a bit smaller. We are much more connected today, but also larger, I think, in some ways, because we also, of course, are more aware of what's going on in the world, which is good and bad, I think, for us sometimes. It's very, of course, positive that we are more aware about the whole globe and the whole world. But sometimes that is, of course, also challenging for us. Um, because I think in that we need also to to uh, maybe find the the autonomy and the power and, and the the feeling that we can contrib contribute to all the all the challenges we have also because I think that is what we see today. Mm. So I think that is one part, and and uh, then of course the whole coming with that maybe also the whole. First, the, the globalization, that uh, that uh, transformation, and maybe now more moving maybe back um, to uh, maybe regionalization instead. That's another thing I I see and observe. And then, of course, maybe the third thing is the sustainability. The big focus on sustainability today. That is so. That was what I meant when I said that maybe we are entering in transformative era, it's not only digitalization, it's not only sustainability, it's not only well-being, and so on. Mm. So many things. Exciting, I think, is also that today, compared to maybe just 15 years ago, we know so much more about our brain. And I think that's amazing. So maybe we can see both trends like outside, but we also can look inside ourselves and see that we really have the capacity. Our brain is plastic. As long as we keep on being curious to expose ourselves for new things, new people, relationships, topics, the brain can and will continue to grow. And I think that's really good news. We're not done at 25 and then it's just <laughs> to see what happens. <laughs> yeah mm. uh, that's amazing is that um uh learning about the the brain uh, is that something that um maybe you you don't teach that or or in, engage but have you seen that being a component in in uh in this type of work that organizations do yeah, absolutely. I, I think today you can you can probably not run like a leadership program or or talk about learning without maybe looking into the neuroscience and neuroleadership uh, and, and see what what can we how can we be guided by that? How, how can we uh, and and before maybe we referred to some of that like uh, to psychology, but now we know it's it's actually biology. It's neuroscience, <laughs> and I think that's a difference, <laughs> really. We right. can see some things today and learn and use that also, I think. And it's also, I mean, it ties uh, very much into the well-being of people. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, I, I can see how that is a very interesting area for, mm. for organizations. Mm. Yes, and, uh, and I, I think it maybe it comes back. I, I think we... Of course, well-being is, is a huge topic itself. Um, but I think if we can build an environment, if we can build an organization where we, like I mentioned, we, we feel safe, 
uh, we we feel that we can be ourselves. We can test things. We can try things. We can raise our our voice and and share our ideas and beliefs and concerns. Also, I think then we are into learning. Then I think we are touching, and then we start to like becoming connected with each other. And often I think we feel better. We we hopefully enjoy going to such a workplace rather than one there where I feel I can't really be myself in. I need to maybe protect myself or hide myself. Have you seen uh, in your work a positive development in this direction that people feel safer and mm. at work mm. or is there a trend? I, I wish I could say yes. <laughs> to that uh, I think it's at the moment very challenging for us uh, in the world uh, and I, I think we, we suffer a bit at the moment and uh, we, we need maybe to pay even higher attention to to that to really help ourselves uh, each other to, to feel that we are important we can make a difference we're here to hopefully contribute to something good that we have a purpose that we can help each other when of course we have inflation energy crises wars all those things going on at the same time mm -hmm. but of course being in an organization with with a purpose with values with colleagues with curiosity is of course helping me to also see the, the all the great things that is happening in parallel. Turning now more to your own personal journey <laughs> since mm. you started the, this work this type of work yeah. uh, what would you say what do you know now about guiding organizations through growth and change say that you didn't know when you started 25 years ago? I hope that I have learned a lot and that I maybe am a bit uh, more wise, <laughs> if I could say like that. And with that, I mean that I, I think sometimes when you listen to people, you can say that that the more I, I learn, the more I understand that I don't know. And I, I sometimes feel like that. And what I mean also, I think I, in the beginning of my career, of course, I... I I I wasn't so experienced. Maybe I missed out perspectives. I, I was maybe more looking at the individual rather than also the system. Uh, so I think I think I and I hope I, I'm I'm better today than trying to integrate and those perspectives and not look for like the silver bullet and say that if we only fix this, uh, it will solve it. I, it's not it's not so easy always <laughs> as that. So I, I don't like, uh, of course, I, I think it's, sometimes I think, okay, I, I maybe have some experience and expertise, but I, I don't like to define myself as an expert. <laughs> <laughs> There's something for, for me in, in um, yeah, it's, you... it, for me, it doesn't, it doesn't create the emotion I'm looking for. Like, What would you replace expert with? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I, I really like to collaborate, co-create, 
to be like creative to, together with other people. Uh, so maybe those are words that that's works better for me than saying that now we have Turbjorn here. He's an expert in this field. And, <laughs> and then I realized I, I can never, we can never create something without the expertise and the experience and the perspectives of many, many people in this organization. It's a good and, approach, I think, because that, that way, uh, uh, that, that will create engagement, I guess. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> You're not there so. to tell anyone how to do things. Mm. Uh, they need to mm. um, engage. Mm. Okay. Um, so I, I'm also interested in how the individual fits into the learning organization. Um, we have never before, I think, had more opportunities and choices and power to learn new things and shape our own careers. Uh, what does this mean for the relationship between employees and the organizations they work for today? Yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity if we dare maybe to trust and, and uh, distribute that uh, those decisions about learning and trust that people will probably uh, pick up and be curious on things that are relevant for them. So I think it's a great thing. Um, you can see like the trends on LinkedIn learning as a, one example. You, you can you can find a lot of things there. So I think that is really like like helpful. Of course, you can't like the organization also has a responsibility, as I mentioned before, to to support this to happen, to give resources, to maybe sometimes challenge also uh, to create arenas for it. Um, but I, I think in, in the in the end, um, I think it's um, in the best organizations, there's a healthy distribution of power going on at the moment. Uh, probably you will always have some kind of hierarchy in an organization. Uh, but I think more and more organizations understand that maybe we should use that to distribute the power among many, many more people. And I think that's a that's an interesting trend at the moment. We we understand that the top-down approaches and, and everything that we have been successful with for long is maybe not helping us in the future. In that are there any risks? Yeah I'm thinking risks, maybe uh, that challenges. Oh, yeah. Maybe things we should be uh, aware of, I think. And that, that is also what we can experience uh, in life in general. That I, I think uh, our focus and, and ability to pay attention, uh, to stay with something is, is uh, a challenge today. I think we're exposed to some many things. I can take a training in this in two hours and, and then another one and the third one the same evening. Does it mean that I have learned something? Does it mean I, I will put it into practice? Or so, so I think that is, of course, being aware about that also to say that what is it to, of course, test, try, experiment, but also maybe say that sometimes we need to stay with some things, maybe go a little deeper into it. And maybe a little slower. 
Yeah, maybe a little slower. <laughs> Absolutely. In order maybe, to go deeper and yeah, uh, full, yeah. uh, kind of. And sometimes also I think maybe there is a risk that uh, we tend to be to learn by ourselves in front of the computer. And that I see today, uh, of course, it's it's great. We can scale learning initiatives. We can we can do it with thousands of people at the same time. But often people are sitting in front of their own computer alone in a room, maybe at home, uh, maybe checking their emails at the same time or multitasking. And what's what's like the collective sense making and the feeling of that now we're learning something together here. And I think that is another aspect that I think is important it's mm. not like of course it's great that to to share power to many individuals but there is also at the same time something to feel that I'm a part of something here we do it together also um so looking into the future let's say 10 years from now uh what do you think how, how do you think the workplace will look like Oh, yeah. Ten years is a long time. We can Ooh, reduce yeah. it to five. <laughs> <laughs> but I read something from OECD the other day. They, they, their, their view is that one, I think it was 1.1 billion jobs will be replaced by technology the coming decade. And I think, how many are we on on the earth today? Eight billion or something, and maybe 50% yeah. are working. So that's 25% of, of everyone working today, that job will be replaced. And I think this that puts this topic, I think it's fantastic that you have this pod uh, and that you're bringing up these topics because I think it will even become more and more important that we constantly learn, that, that we always ask ourselves, what have I learned today? What, what new insights have I gotten today how many new people have i spoken with today or listened to uh, instead of maybe I, I, that's also a thing i think sometimes in companies we're so used to to maybe follow up and have, have kpis on things and, and maybe we need to look at that as as well maybe kpi should be how many new insights did we get this week how many new learnings did we did we create this week? Maybe those are KPIs to mm. to start to look into. And then, of course, you have the whole trend of gig economy growing super fast. Not only um, maybe more low qualified jobs, but also people are more and more self employed, working for many companies at the same time. And that I think also will increase learnings because suddenly we remove the organizational barriers a bit. We have people maybe working for free organizations at the same time, and they they will of course bring learnings between them. I think that is another interesting trend to look at. So, looking into the future, we I think we have reason to believe that learning will move up in importance, both for individuals mm -hmm. and for organizations. Yeah, it's a, it's yeah, I think hot, so. Yeah. It's a hot area. <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're on trend, Anna, here. <laughs> with this. And then I think the, the, the big thing, I, I think we can maybe have this conversation without men mentioning AI and 
and open AI and chat GPT and everything today. And I think that that is uh, amazing and at the same time <laughs> quite scary also. So, so I think, we're, again, awareness, being mindful about that, uh, but also see the opportunities. And maybe we have some capabilities still as humans to sense make, to be able to relate to what we don't know and see that maybe that is uh, creativity, of course, and then the collaboration. Uh, at least for a while, <laughs> maybe we can compete with those those things. <laughs> Yeah, as, as uh, scary as it sometimes feels, it's also a very interesting uh, yeah. <laughs> time yes. to be around here. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It's... <laughs> but I, have, I have a daughter and she's she's 20. And, and, you know, when you have these conversations about her future and what she should study, it's not, it's not so easy, I feel, to be a, some <laughs> kind of guide today in this. Yeah. I often tell her that the, the reason to study today, I think, is to be able to have choices. I think that is, at least for me, one of the things that is important, to be able to have choices in the future. That is good advice. Yeah, so, Torbjörn, <laughs> so, thank you so much for speaking with me and sharing your experiences and insights. Uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Mm, thank you, Anna. Thank you for having me here. That wraps up this episode with Torbjörn Schimning, leadership consultant and coach. We tried to sort out what a learning organization is, why organizations should be learning, and how an organization can become better at learning and adapting. My name is Anna Deiring, and I am the host and producer of The Learning Podcast. Thank you for listening. I hope you'll tune in again. Until then, keep jogging that learning DNA inside and outside of your organizations.